Welcome to Fort Drammen Goal. We've got a national championship special. Devontae Smith is a manimal, and we're about to be that on the mic. Let's go. Let's do this. Welcome to Four Dreaming Goal. I'm your host, Kurt, and I've got my co-host, Dick, here. What's up, Dreamers? This is Dick. What's up, Dick? We are here to hang out with the every guy, every girl who is drinking whiskey right now in their sports cave watching a game. We want to do this because we're here to blend our two passions into an entertaining show, hang out with you, drink some whiskey, and if you want to sit here and bitch with us or at us, bring it on. We've got a lot of things on the lineup tonight. We're going to talk some NFL headlines. We're going to talk some NFL playoffs. We've got the college football final, like I just said, on tonight. And we are drinking some good stuff. Dick, lay the socials on him. All right. So, Kurt, appreciate you handing it off to me. So, Drammers, a couple things I want to hit you with. Points of order, administrative bullshit. Um, first and foremost, we got our website, Fourth Dram and Goal. That's 4th Dram and A N D Goal.com. Um, you can join us there. We've got our Instagram. We've got um, links to our podcast. We've got everything really there in one centralized spot. And you can find our Instagram and Twitter handles at Fourth Dram. That's 4th D R A M. And then Facebook as well, Fourth Dram and Goal, if you're kicking it old school like we do. A couple other things to handle with you today. Uh, we want to remind you that you can always listen to us on your favorite streaming services as well as our website. We're now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, CastBox, Spotify, Overcast, and every other podcast streaming app you can find. Big thing there. Please make sure to rate and review us. Tell us what you're thinking. Give us some feedback. Tell your friends about it. We can't grow the show without you, and we need your feedback and your support to do so. So if you don't want to give us some direct feedback by emailing us at fourthdramandgoal at gmail.com, you can always rate and review us on your favorite app, and we'll get the feedback there. All right, Kurt. I think I hit him with all the socials and the administrative bullshit. I'm going to kick it to you, man. Where was you? What's in your glasses? We're drinking these things. What you got tonight? Thanks a lot, Dick. Uh, yes, as we start with our favorite what's in our glass segment, I picked a go-to um, I've got some early times bottled in bond. I had a buddy come over, and as we've talked before, you know, if, if you're not hanging out with that whiskey guru and uh, you're hanging out with that newbie, this is one of those that I like to bring out at the beginning. Buffalo Trace or early times to let them get started and see how they like it. And as I also said, I'm going to kind of do a rotation as we go on through the first couple months. I want to get through a Texas trail, which had a great start last week was still Austin. And I want to hit him with those go-tos that new whiskey lovers, hell, with this one, veteran whiskey lovers can go in, grab, and they'll easily relate to us. So I've got early times bottled and bond, like I said. It is a brown foreman. Um, it is a brown foreman bottle. Bottled and bond, 100 proof. Not to get all technical on you bottled and bond of course we've got to be exactly 100 proof we've got to at least be four years old this bad boy has 79 percent corn 11 percent rye and 10 percent malted barley the badass thing about early times is they bottled and bond is they only have the one liter right now they don't have the 750 and this is 
23 bucks. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Yes. And as we go on, I'm going to tell you why this 23 bucks is just freaking awesome. And then Muhammad Ali, baby, we're coming from Louisville, Kentucky with this bad boy. All right. What about you, Dick? What do you have in your glass tonight? Well, first of all, I got to make the comment. We talked about early times bottle and bond. And I know you've drank it a few times, probably more than a few. That is actually now on my list to pick up. Unfortunately, the last couple of times I've been to my local specs or even Twin Liquors, it has not been there. So you kind of called it early in our, well, you kind of called it at the end of last year. We talked about what things are going to be the, your next allocated or hard to find bottles. And for those who don't remember, allocated is something that your store has to be specifically provided by a distributor and really hard to find is you just can't find it that often. I think I'm actually having a hard time finding that one right now. So that's on my list, man. You may have to send me a sample. And that I will do. I've got a couple. You've seen the Instagram. You've seen Dick's wonderful layout of the sample bottles that we will be uh, tasting together, giving you some reviews, kind of getting on track where we have the same bottle. Makes it a little bit more fun. Uh, When we have a different one, of course, we will hit a variety. But there are the benefits of both. Yeah, like I said, I've seen a trend this last year when I started following the social media big time. If it's harder to get up north, it's going to work its way down south, become more popular. Eagle Rare, I haven't seen a bottle of Eagle Rare on the shelves in a while. It is there. Uh, It's probably, you know, at least a two, three liquor store stop before you find one. It's there, but I got a feeling early times is going to be that bottle next. And yeah, we'll get into the whole whiskey hunting conversation at some point. I think no matter what happens, we get into that rabbit trail about secondary versus hunting it for yourself. We hate doing it. It's it's almost one of the things that you love, you hate to love to do. That's good stuff. But once again, Dick, to answer the question, what is it in your glass? Man, I'm sorry, dude. I totally dicked it up on that one. Um, so what I'm drinking, I took a little inspiration from you, man. I... I did it. I went and got that still Austin. It took me two stops to get it. Believe it or not, Specs did not have it on the shelf. And I'm at a big Specs. I went over to Twin Liquors. They had two bottles sitting there. I almost grabbed both, but I was like, I don't know. Retrospect, I totally would have grabbed both. I, I'm not going to give it all away right now. I'm not going to, you know, take the tops and the bottoms off right now. I'm just going to give it a little peek. This is, this is legit. I, I, I think that our next whiskey review on our Instagram is going to have to be this guy. Um, I'm drinking that still Austin. This is um, third batch. And Kurt covered this last time, but for our first time listeners, it's 98.4 proof. It's a 70% GMO, which <laughs> it's 70% GMO white corn, 21st, uh, 25% malted rye, and 5% malted barley. So um, it's kind of a, uh, a very a very corny whiskey but as compared to some of the other texas whiskeys we've had it's not nearly as funky so yeah definitely and you can just to cover it one more time you can pick this up for about 45 bucks it is aged two years so it's a young whiskey but when we talk color man just looking at this guy i know it's not something we hint we hint typically talk about i mean this is a six seven out of ten darkness i mean this is a nice a nice molasses amber color not something you typically get out of a two-year-old whiskey. I might I might have to have a glass with you by the end of the show. We got a long... It's halftime right now. We've got a long show. I might have to enjoy a glass of Still Austin with you because that bottle's barely hanging on, but 
when when a better time to finish it you know what i mean for sure and without further ado that was our first dram so as we do it here at fourth dram and gold we get through all four all four drams every show come hell or high water we're gonna get shwaycy on a, on a monday night let's go ahead and move into our second dram and this is where i think we're going to talk about nfl headlines or really just sports headlines in general so kurt i know you got it in front of you man what do you want to talk about first I've got the NFL headlines in front of me. Uh, since this is kind of a live special, live for us. It's always it's live half, for us. It's halftime. Ohio State 17, Alabama 35. It looked like a heck of a game there for about a quarter and two minutes. It was 17-21. Some of the experts were saying Ohio State was going to bring something special tonight. It looked like they were going to be that right. But it since then, Bama has turned into Bama. Wait, are um, you saying that Bama's Bama like the Browns are the Browns? Oh, funny you say that. We'll get to that. Why not right now? (laughs) If you want to bring it up, that's a headline. That's our third dram, man. That's our third dram. Okay, we'll wait. All right. I do want to do something real quick. Sure. So you know how on PTI they do the whole, like, where did we mess up? I I, love that segment. I love to hate that show, and I hate that I love that show. Yes. I haven't watched it in a while. Oh. So, of course. They're honestly not too different from us. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. yeah, yeah. PTI, I mean, they're a lot better than us, but... <laughs> yeah. Add some whiskey I, I, and that's us. That's <laughs> cutting it lightly. But they do that segment, and I was listening, because, you know, as every great player does, they critique themselves, they watch the film, so I listened to us. There was a couple things that we got to correct from last week. Sure. The first was... Chip Kelly. It'll be a sports and a whiskey, yes. As I was in a badass rant, Mostly right as usual. Dick threw me off course a little bit when we were. Oh, talking so it's about, my fault. You yes, fucked up. Okay. We were talking about Brian Kelly, and dickhead over here goes. He hasn't been good since Oregon. Oregon. Thinking of Chip Kelly. Well, in the middle of my rant, in my head, I'm thinking like Brian Kelly at Cincinnati. That's what he was referring to. So I just kept it rolling, but. We obviously, being the sports experts that we are, we know the difference between Brian Kelly and Chad Kelly. So Chip Kelly, the first you just one. said Chad Kelly. Yeah, exactly. I like to. That was going to be the correction next week, but yeah, you're right. Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly, Oregon, Brian Kelly, Cincinnati. But, but if you put them in a lineup, they kind of look alike. So <laughs> okay. So the second thing, I did a little bit more research, and okay, let's face it, that. That uh, sit down with the grandson of the great wild turkey founder was years ago. And I swear I thought I had remembered something about a rye whiskey only needing to be a certain percentage to be a rye whiskey. So to correct myself uh, from reading, technically you have to have 51% rye to be a rye whiskey. Uh, Now there's different high rye, low rye, things like that. But we learn, we correct, we continue. So those are the two little, you know, where did we mess up that just wanted to throw that in and uh, for why the hell not. Since we do got a long second half ahead of us, we're going to talk. One of the fine points of a great leader is to admit when you're wrong. And we can do that. Yep, you're right, Dick. You were wrong. Um, <laughs> so, here we go with the NFL headlines. I, I want to talk about the Houston Texans to start. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that first because I've had a lot. You you didn't want to talk about the Houston Texans when I I texted you. 
You're like, I no, wanted, this ain't happening. No. I'm I wanted to ignore it until it disappeared. <laughs> like the coronavirus? Right. Exactly. That was my metaphor. If I ignore it, by the time I know it, Deshaun Watson will be in the pads practicing. Put some chlorine in his blood and he'll be fine. Exactly. I guess. Uh, uh, so, yes, the rumors have picked up. There was a big... Deshaun Watson to Miami Dolphins for two. Uh, That's kind of a win-win. No, it's not. It is. Shut your it face. is unless you're a Houston fan. <laughs> Shut your face. Exactly. And there's going to be a lot of that unless you're a Houston Texans fan. Because if you're not, just Tua has up. a lot of promise. Deshaun Watson is pro- is the promised land. There's no has promise. I'm going to argue it, on this just a little bit, but I want to let you finish your thought. Oh, then you're going to have to wait. As okay. Well. Okay. <laughs> So first off, Deshaun Watson's on the beaches of Tahiti or something right now. So I'm like, he's not even. I like what the hell? All this is going on is Deshaun even paying attention? Apparently, apparently he is. Apparently things have surfaced, and just to lay it out, I can't blame the guy. I mean, holy crap! With the Bill O'Brien fumble, with the DeAndre Hopkins massacre, which you're sitting there like. Maybe they have a plan. Nope. Bill O'Brien's fired. They hire this big search committee, lots of money, completely ignore the list of finalists. Apparently, Deshaun had just, they opened communication with Deshaun, which is where the problem begins. If you're going to open communication, you've got to keep communication. And then when you hear the rumors that the guy doesn't find out any other way than social media that he has a new GM, yeah, I'd be a little ticked off myself. And the thing that something's going to have to come out, I'm going to have to hear that Eric Benemy like, just sucks at interviewing, which is out there a little bit. But for the Texans to be sitting on a high horse right now as the only open team that has not interviewed him, there's got to be a reason. There's got to be a reason. And if I'm Deshaun, yes, I am pissed off. Somebody today. Well, who does Deshaun think he is? Tom Brady has six rings, and he's the kind of guy that would probably be... Shut up. You're not a Texans fan. Shut up. We don't have Tom Brady. We want to have a Tom Brady. So this is what we're starting with. We have Deshaun Watson. We have J.J. Watt. Poor J.J. Watt, who's sitting in the background. Like Maybe he's on an island right now enjoying life. We've got to do what we've got to do to keep Deshaun Watson. Because you can't... There's the whole, what are you going to do? Sell the franchise at him? Sure, why not? We don't have one right now. I mean, involve the guy. Keep the communication open. Like, what the heck are they doing? What are they thinking over there right now? It's just so frustrating as a Texan fan. And like I said, if you're trying to chime in and you're not a Texan fan... Fuck you. Exactly. And if you are one of those Texans fans that are like, oh, maybe if we just tell him to shut up enough, like then he'll just have to play for us. Well, it doesn't work that way because, as you've seen lately, trade no. demands happen now. And he's they, a hot commodity. Happen. He's a hot commodity. Commodity. <clears throat> I, I was going to take this at a different angle with you, right? Go for it. But the more you talk, this is kind of weird sense. for me to say. No, it, it completely makes sense. And I think I'm looking from, like, Deshaun's standpoint. Like, I don't blame him. On the flip side of that, for some odd reason, like when we talk and like the Texans have been around for a long time, may just be the still Austin talking. 
I just feel this need to become a Texans fan, and I don't know, don't know why. Maybe it's the the Did never we just become best friends. I, I I think maybe it's the never yeah. ending the never ending suffering, the horrible administrative decisions that are made, much like A and M has been. And, and you know, there's just this glimmer of a light light at the end of the tunnel. You're always good enough to be considered, but never good enough to win or get into the playoffs. I, I don't know, but I will say this: if we take it from Deshaun's standpoint. He's sitting on a beach in Tahiti. Well, the rest of the year, he could be sitting on a beach in Miami. It's not a bad trade for him. We talk about wanting the best for the players we love. We've talked about wanting better for, for J.J. Watt. I'm, hear me out. Hear but, me out. Hear me out. I'll let you. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Uh, I'll be done soon. You want the best for the players you love. I really do like Deshaun Watson. I think if he went to Miami, he'd be put in a really good position to actually contend, especially in that shit show of a conference right now, contend for a title. Flip side of that, Deshaun Watson now 26, 27 years old, right? Maybe 24. Okay. I thought he left as a junior. I thought he'd been there four years. I may be wrong. Kurt's going to look it up while I, while I ramble. Yes, When you're rambling. talking about now, aside from J.J. Watt, the Texans... I got my Stephen A. Smith face on, the Texan, by the way, as we wait for The Texans are in a... Con- Entire okay, twenty five years old. The Texans are now in entire rebuild mode. It, assuming yes. that Watson leaves, entire rebuild mode. It may be better to start an entire rebuild mode with someone who doesn't hold resentment toward the organization and someone that is younger. Frankly, ready. I, I'm, I'm. That's all I have to say. Rebuttal. Quick hitter. Uh, AFC East shit show. I don't think the Buffalo Bills are going anywhere for a while. Second off, you talk about what's best for the player. You literally have a player who all he wants right now is what's best for the organization that he fucking loves so much. Agreed. And if he doesn't, if they don't do that, though, he's going to have resentment. Right. No shit. It's like these are little things. They he like it literally came out. Adam Schefter. I'm going to I'm going to say Adam Schefter is a pretty reliable guy. Literally said he didn't expect them to necessarily pick who they wanted, he wanted, but to have communication. And that goes back. If you're going to open communication with him, keep communication with him and don't let him find out like the rest of like all us nobodies. I couldn't agree with you more. Oh, shit. I think. No, he was down. Doesn't matter. He's done enough. He's the MVP arc. <laughs> um. We're talking about Devontae Smith. As yeah. The second half has just started out. Did he fumble the ball? Cruising, and Devontae Smith is actually being helped to the sideline. He never caught it. He's there holding his arm. Because he put his knee in his fucking arm. Doesn't look good, but if... Nah, it doesn't look I, horrible. I hope he can... His hand, it's his hand. And if, if that was the end of his night, holy crap, he did enough. Um, but, I mean, just... You're doing things... That even the New York Jets are sitting back going, what the fuck are they doing in Houston? This time last year, we're getting ready to play the Chiefs in the second round. I know. I know. We have a lead. He might might have broken his thumb. We'll keep an eye on that and keep you posted, as you will already know by the time this comes out. But that's okay. So so we, we can wrap it up. Houston's a shit show. Kurt is upset about it. I'm actually starting to feel a little upset about like you hurt my friend. I want to hurt you, kind of thing. Like, it's I not hard things to do. It's not, but I, at the same time, like 
we'll, we'll talk about the Cowboys here in a second. I'm so done being a Cowboys fan at this point, point in time that I almost want to be a Houston fan. Like, I mean, it's, you're leaving what shit for poo poo. I mean, yeah, right but now. but there's shit for poo poo. But like, you don't have Jerry Jones running that shit show at least. Well, Cal McNair's not. He's kind of doing a hold my beer thing. Like, yeah, but he's not gonna. I don't know. I feel like Jerry Jones has such a. A, a, a ball hold on the rest of the league that he's never going to go anywhere. And Stephen Jones' son is never going to be any better. You won't see, let's, I'm going to call it right now. You will not see the Cowboys win a Super Bowl before my oldest daughter graduates high school. <laughs> I mean, that's eight waited, years. I, I, I knew that, but I'm just saying that's not, I mean, it's not a bad thing. I'm, 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 you won't the see them gra- like get a Super win. Bowl before my son, who's five years old, wins, graduates high school. Well, you're used to waiting that long anyway as a Cowboy <laughs> fan. Anyway, uh, and as we're speaking, rumors have started to come out within the last couple of hours that Jim Caldwell is apparently a front runner and, and you know, starting to build up steam. I'm I don't even know who Jim point, Caldwell is. Jim Caldwell, he was the head coach for the Colts and then the Lions, and then it was like he should possibly stay the Lions coach. Before they hired um, the dude who just got fired. Yeah. And they said they should. At this point, I I don't care. If you're not going to interview Bellamy, if you're not going to, you know, if it's going to make Deshaun happy, I'll uh, sure bring on Jim Caldwell. If that's that's a, a dude that he's okay with, sure, why not? And then you got the whole, like, we just fired a Patriots GM. And we brought in a Patriots GM. Nothing, not going to say anything against the guy. I hope he does great. But uh, then you start thinking about the Patriots' lack of talent the last couple of years. Anyway. Well, they, they, they're, what they're banking on is the fact, oh, the Patriots won a lot of Super Bowls. They had a dynasty. Then you can build that here. Just because you're part of an organization doesn't mean you can build that same organization. You're going to repeat it. Some people are just lucky. She says, you know, every Patriots coach that has failed – Holding, holding on to Brian Flores, hoping he does, in all places go figure Miami. Holding our breath on that uh, looks promising, but I mean, <laughs> no, I, I'm with you 100 percent there. But let's let's get on to the the next one. I'm gonna get you off this this fucking hot topic. You're like a little red hot over there. All right, so Eagles. I mean, they they fired Peterson. Thank God after that shit show of a playoff. I, I don't even know what you call that. Like a try to keep one of your foes to let another foe into the to the playoff situation. I mean, it was a shit show. We, we recorded and we watched that Washington game. He pulled Hurts in the second quarter for no apparent reason, said fuck you to Wentz, who he won a Super Bowl with, and then put in a third string. He was like, ah, you know what? I'm going to get you some playing time because this is a throwaway bowl game for me. Like, I'm glad they fired him. I know a lot of people are like, he won us a Super Bowl. Cool. But some coaches make bad decisions and some coaches do not make a series of decisions that cannot be rectified either with ownership or leadership or their players. Cause I feel like those players felt wronged. Like we talked about the players being competitors and they want to put their best people on the field all the time, unless we're sitting in the first seed and we don't have to worry about Patrick Mahomes getting hurt. But if we're just like, Oh, we don't, you know, we don't want to be competitive tonight. I just don't feel like that sits well. Yeah, so he dropped the ball big time. Obviously, he dropped multiple uh, he, balls. He, he dropped the but that was. I think you don't. He doesn't do that. He's still there, or at least but put Winston. Right, that goes back to because as as that was happening, we were watching it and we were recording our last episode. 
that goes, you know, you hear afterwards, well, of course they didn't play Wentz because he's trying to get another contract somewhere else, play somewhere else. So what would be the point of he's not going to do it. He's not going to give a shit. He doesn't want to get hurt. But but let Wentz make that decision. What if he did? Then why didn't Peterson say that? Well, Peterson doesn't have a job right now, so maybe Peterson he has a, a Twitter account. Now. Peterson has gets interviewed afterwards. Well, that could be taken from him. Um, <laughs> this goes back to just how cutthroat the NFL is, and the coaches. What, ha- what have you done for me lately? Is it what have you done for me lately? Exactly. Like there's no so there's no love lost. No, and you hear a couple of these people when they talk about bringing in a coach. Bring in a coach who's there for the long run, who's going to put... They don't have that t- luxury. Everybody thinks you're going to hire the next Mike Tomlin. Yeah, and even Mike you're Tomlin... You're not. How many, like... He's even, been on the hot seat, like, twice, I can think of, in the last, like, six, seven years. Yeah, says Alabama takes it to the five-yard line, getting ready to punch it in again. Um, It's cutthroat. There's no more building... There's no building for these head coaches. Like, dude has a Super Bowl, top of the mountain, three seasons later, done. Has the absolute collapse of the Eagles been historic? Like, usually, you know, the team that wins the Super Bowl, you know, they're usually, you know, in the playoffs the next year. They're competitive for a while. They manage it fairly well enough to stay competitive. They messed that up. But Anthony Lynn, I said it in the last podcast, I didn't think he was – he's coming off two seasons ago – uh, a twelve and four record, out of a job. There's no building. There's no. If you're like, oh, let's bring. He's out coach. of a head coaching job. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you're that guy, like, oh, bring in a guy who's going to be here for five years for the long one for the rebuild. Not happening. You need the dude who's going to make changes and make them quick. It's funny to me because you had the Jason Garrett situation where he was given leash. A long leash. And then he was giving time to reel that team back in. And he sat there for, what, seven or eight seasons as a Dallas head coach and never produced anything significant. Well, I think the big reason for that is because of the records. You know, it was eight and eight. You know, it was in that gray area. You know what I mean? It wasn't the three-win season. It wasn't the top draft pick. I would have to look back and see why they were able to take Zeke that high up in the draft. Gary Jones is known for being very, very impatient. Right. And that was that was brought up quite a bit. Like, why is he holding on to him? But I think it just goes back to it's like the same thing as I've said about quarterbacks. It's hard to find a good head coach with consistency. Yeah. Well, uh, you need a good quarterback head coach tandem. Right. That's what they were saying. That's it. That's the problem solved. So make fucking Deshaun Watson happy. Okay. Yeah. Um, I agree. But let's... There's no, yeah, there's no leeway. Okay, so to answer the question and wrap that up, am I surprised Peterson's fired? No, absolutely not. He needed to be. We both agree. All right, yes. so Cowboys, as of tonight, we're recording this, there are signif- there are credible reports that Dan Quinn is being hired as the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. You don't care. I find it interesting. What I find more interesting, the fact that he let McCarthy off with a warning, basically a slap on the wrist. But you know, if they have a shit season next year, especially with Dak back, they're fucked. Like, he's fucked. Well, that's the that's the classic save save your ass. Keep me, and I'll get rid... Like, he's firing people left and right. Keep me, I'll clean house, and we'll do this all over again. 
I mean, that's a classic go-to move. Completely agree. But at the same time, like I talk about like what is good leadership? Good leadership is taking the sword and falling on it when your team fucks up. And McCarthy is not a good leader specifically because of the situation. I rest my case. Done with the Cowboys? I'm, I'm, I think I might be a Texans fan now, yeah. All right, so let's get and into... If, if you're wondering, like, why the fuck don't these guys ever talk about our teams? We will. We're getting to the teams that matter. We're getting S- to the send us an email. Send us an email. Ask to come on the show. We'll bring you on the show if you're willing to talk shit and drink with us. And we'll have a roundabout discussion. Trust me, both Kurt and I have Red Zone. We watch a lot of games. And, hell, I might even get a, whatever the hockey version or the Major League Baseball version of Red Zone is. Is it Major League Pass? I don't know. It'll be, I, know I don't the, know. I know the NBA is the full court. I might get full thing. court this year. Might as well. Let's get to let's get some happier times. Let's talk about the nose on these wonderful drams we have right in front of us. Man, I, I tell you what, like I could kill this bottle of still Austin tonight. And I was really, really hesitant because I had had this at the distillery prior like on my like a year and a half ago. And I had their old bottle, I think it was like batch two. I had an old fashioned. It was good, but there's always something that's kind of like you have to grow into the whole Texas whiskey scene. Truly, I and I really appreciate like your palate changes. Bourbon's very sweet out there. Texas has this punchy Texas funk as we talk about, which I think Kurt and I are both growing to love and really need to appreciate. This still Austin, like straight bourbon whiskey, like this is everything that's right between both bourbon, traditional Kentucky bourbon, and Texas whiskey. I feel like this is damn near the perfect blend. I mean, I, I got into this thing and I got brown sugar, kind of like a toasted brown sugar, vanilla, I got red fruit, berries. Um, I got a little toffee, a little toffee in there. And then a little, little hint of like brown form and banana in there. I was like, is this sourced? But it's not. It's fully distilled at their place. Um, overall, man, I gave this an A minus on the nose. I thought this was like home run hitter. I like it. No, and and you you said it perfect. I like that. The blend between the Kentucky and Texas taste. I agree with you there. I agree with you. That's kind of some of the things I touched on last week. This may have to be something that stays in my bar on the regs. It's good. And here's the awesome thing. It's down the street from both of us. I know. <laughs> like, we're, we're doing... We are going next... Or So when COVID frees up, we both have our vaccines. We're going to go hit Austin, the Texas Triangle, or the, the Texas Distillery Tour pretty hard. Garrison Brothers... Um, still lost and a few others. We're going to go hit it hard, man. Yep, I agree. And we're going to so, make it a, a, a business trip so we can write it off on our taxes. Absolutely. Hell, let's just do a podcast from the distillery. We should. It. We're going to invite ourselves up in that bitch. So <laughs> give us a table. There's a, there's a pretty good little brewery around the corner, too. Nice. Um, early times. Bottle and bod. Nose. So on the label in the corner, oh, it says old style whiskey. Early times, Louisville, Kentucky. That's it. That's classic. It's right there. This is a vanilla bomb to me on the nose. Vanilla bomb. Little chocolate. Fruits. Like a, a big, big whiff. I got, how you say it, Medicino cherry. I mean, it, it's good stuff. Now, it's $23. You do get that little... Proofy. I'm going to say this is proof because there's a difference between that high ethanol and the high proof smell. It does have that high proof nose a little bit. 
but not too much to where it takes away from the other smells and the other noses on this glass. Oh, there you go. Got got some orange on there. A little bit of mint. Oh, it's good. It's good. And that, it's, I'm going to keep going back. $23. $23 for a liter of cola. <laughs> I almost right. said that. I almost did it. Big, big mint on that nose. Early times is going to get an A for me. A on the nose. Huge. That's amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna nerd out just for a hot minute because you brought up early times, man. I, I was listening to a, a little podcast. Give a shout out to these guys. Um, they're called Whiskey Tangent. You can find them on Google Podcasts. That's where I listen to them. On they've got 80, 70 episodes. The most recent one, they're talking about whiskey mentry. So they're actually a little bit more nerdy than what we are. And they got into like the history of sourcing and like transformation. And they talked about the original like destination of and I'm sorry the original origin of whiskey with the United States now these Scots Irish came in and they talked about the original distillers you had the brown family that was provided a you know uh, that was provided a permit to produce and they like um, old overholt was one of them early times was one of the original labels that distillers like these original farmers used to take their Whiskey that they were creating that they would trade with other farmers for goods and services. And after Alexander Hamilton pushed forward the uh, the Taxation Act for on, on whiskey specifically, which led to a small war. I'm not going to get into that. Not trying to steal their content, but it was really interesting. They I talked was just about. Say, clarify that you're not just a regurgitator. I'm uh, not. So I'm I'm a listener and a again, educator. Who did you get this from? I did. I said the whiskey tangent. Whiskey okay. tangent, and full credit. And they talked about how early times was one of the original like 10 or 12 bottles that were put out there and they labeled it and um they labeled it and that was that was a brand and this is one of those this is one of those rebranded like resurrected brands so i thought it was pretty cool that is cool you totally dicked that up but that's that's next level shit right there i like it that's good dude i like uh, i like to nerd out I like to bring that angle also somebody- found out that tgi fridays actually got a class action lawsuit for taking high level whiskey or and spirits and and uh, refilling the bottles with with bottom shelf shit and trying to sell that to you as a consumer that was like 10 years ago there we go that's more that's more my level tgi <laughs> shit tgif shit as Justin fields just throws a 20 yard touchdown pass We've that was got, nice touch, he, they get another touchdown it's, it's a ball game again i'm okay with a ball game hell yeah it's 38 extra point waiting could be 38 24 we'll see uh the only thing i can add on history is somebody had posted a picture on one of the i think it was one of the original oceans 11s i could be Mm -hmm. wrong well there's there's only one ocean 11 there's ocean 12 and 13 well but the original was frank sinatra yeah anyway i don't know if it was that movie maybe it was another old movie there's a nice looking early times bottle in the background. It looks similar to this vintage look that they're going with for this bottled and bottle. That's all I got for history nerds out there. I do like that label. It's it's not something you see every day. Well, we've said before the the not the regular early times. You've probably walked by a hundred times. It looks like a Jim Beam logo kind of. Um, haven't had that. Third dram, my friend. Third dram. All right, so we're gonna get into our. 
third dram. That was nice. All right. Um, we're gonna we're we're starting to push our our thoughts and everything to the end of the dram. So we're gonna start our third dram here. I do want to kick it over to you, Kurt, first. So this is our NFL playoff segment. And I want to talk about the upsets. I don't want to talk about the elephant in the room first. Any thoughts on the Rams over the Seahawks or the Ravens over the Titans? Because those were technically upsets. We both picked the Rams. I'm sorry. We both picked the Seahawks. Yeah, I wanted to pick the Rams, but Jared Goff was playing like shit. And he didn't even... They didn't start him in the game. That was a weird situation, too. The quarterback gets injured. He walks off to the side. And then you see a picture on the internet of him on a stretcher on a neck brace getting taken away good to hear that he's he's up walking around everything was fine um the seahawks were inconsistent enough to where that wasn't surprising at all i always feel like the seahawks are have so much talent but they're so beatable so beatable going back to our discussion on teams that have won the super bowl and they're able to stay consistent so what the fuck did the eagles do but uh yeah I think they were flashing the pan that was a Right time, right place. It was what poor defense all year that kind of hurt the Seahawks. The Seahawks one once that what do they call their secondary? The Boom Crew Legion of Doom. Their Legion of Doom. Legion of Boom. There you go. Once they left, that's when it changed for them. They've had good players, but Russell Wilson has carried that team on his back. And and I'm sorry, DK Metcalf is like Megatron 2.0, and he's a beast. And he has a Ramsey shut him down. Not the whole game. I mean, DK Metcalf still had a hell of a game. Zero catches on Jalen Ramsey. Well, but all right, fair enough. Uh, Speaking of that error of Seahawks, I didn't even know Malcolm Smith was still in the league. He just won a playoff game last night for the Browns. But anyway, side note: Seahawks they were inconsistent enough throughout the year where I wasn't completely shocked about that. But you you brought up the elephant, so let's talk about it. The Browns. The Browns are the Browns. We had said that the Steelers would win. I said it was going to be a close game, like similar to the one from last week, minus Mason Rudolph. I so it wasn't going to be close because Mason Rudolph's not that good. Right, but I thought it would be like a two-point contest like that one. I thought it would have been a two-touchdown contest the other mm, way. Yeah, the Steelers' offense just wasn't that electric. I mean, um, the first play from scrimmage is a touchdown for the Browns. Take that away, you know. Take that away. Take away the four picks that Ben Roethlisberger threw, along with four touchdowns and 500-plus yards. The only other quarterback that I can remember to throw 500-plus yards and lose was Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. They said that. They did. Um, I watched it. Dick Dick regurgitating again. So it was exciting. I'm, I'm happy for Browns fans. They need something. Now they get rewarded with a game with the Chiefs next week. Another in... We'll wait till the picks. I'll wait. Well, but, so, so Smith-Schuster was talking all this shit. Like, that. the Browns are the Browns. And then... Smith-Schuster has nothing to lose. He wasn't coming back to Pittsburgh. So it was either fire up his team and then rewarded, or who gives a shit, I'm out of town anyway. And then what did Mayfield, Mayfield say as he ran out of the tunnel? Fuck Juju, I don't know. What no, he, he said he said the Browns are the Browns as he's running down the tunnel. Again, they all did his dance on Instagram afterwards or TikTok or whatever yeah. the hell it is. And, and then, they, they had a good time. And then Claypool came back with, Oh, they're gonna get clapped back next week. <laughs> Which he totally got shat on for doing that. Like, it's like okay. you don't have any room to talk yeah, anymore. Exactly. 
Big Ben sitting on the bench. It looked like a scene out of a classic picture, classic movie. You think, that dude? Was seriously, a, you that think was that was I'm not done. It, I looked at it. It was like, how did I get here? Like, <laughs> I don't think so, man. I think it was one last appreciation for, for everything. the field. I, th- I think that was it. I think that's it too. I agree and, with you there. And then the article that came out that him and Pouncey had uh, made a promise that they were gonna quit when the other quits and they're sitting together crying. Pouncey's still young though. He well, ten years. He was part of those Florida National I know both teams, him so, and his brother. Yeah. So with uh with Hernandez, right? <laughs> Skirt, cut that out. Um, <laughs> no, that's staying in. <laughs> God dang. It's a fact. Uh, so yeah, I think that's what that was from. As Devonte Smith, I think that's him. Somebody's getting walked out. He is. I told you, his hands broken. He's broken but his thumb. Alabama. What was that? Was that a pick? No. I don't know what that. I, you're was. ahead of me. No, dude, that's not a pick. Well, either Alabama has going to have the ball first and ten. No, he was down. Stage forty-five. He was down. Here's the replay. I just watched. He was down. We got a catch. Line judge like he's down. Yes, he was down. Yeah, he stripped yeah, okay. the ball. So good play by that. Good play by the linebacker. But first and ten for Alabama on Ohio State's forty-five, rolling again on offense. Um, yeah, I think that was Big Ben sitting there taking one last. I think he's done. Agreed. I, I, I think that's it. We'll see who this. It's the end of an era, man. It's not Mason Next Rudolph. Year. Yep, they're showing Devontae Smith going into the locker room as the badass that he is. He stops to watch the replay and check on his team. That is not a guy who's worried about his draft stock next year. That's a guy who's worried about his team. Hell yeah to the Heisman Trophy winner. Now, the most entertaining game due to the graphics was the Nickelodeon special. Dude, we talked about this too. We thought Tony Romo might have been part of it, but he wasn't. I There was a lot how, happening. How many dads do you think had to tell their kids, like, shut up, leave me alone, let me watch the game? With everything going on, I so I specifically made my kids watch that game, and I told them, "Hey, watch fifteen, watch halfway through the first quarter. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it because they'll they'll sit and watch Aggie games with me. They'll watch some football oh, games. Oh, I know, dude. This year, you know, an Orange Bowl win, the torture. Oh, well, now we're now we're acknowledging the Orange Bowl win. Okay, okay. <laughs> when do you got to throw dust? I'll throw dust back. All right, but we watched the Nickelodeon broadcast, and I thought it was just like, we got to do it. And I will say this about it, man. The graphics were legit. I like that they changed everything up a little bit. Um, The announcers, so the announcers were good. They, I can't remember the the main announcer. I can't remember either of their names off the top of my head. Was it Nate Burleson? It was Nate Burleson, yes. I'll tell you what, though. The Nick stars knew nothing about football like it was embarrassing they're making the sideline guy do like weird impressions and then the girl that was co-hosting with them knew nothing about football at all which is okay but did not even add any comedic relief or any sort of entertainment value in my opinion I thought that it was a great concept and ultimately they executed a lot of the production quality well. They got good stars in there, but they could have picked anybody from Nick and just given them a crash course for like two weeks on what football was. And it's almost like they wanted to put someone that knew nothing about football in that spotlight just because of the name. 
Okay, so classic Dick Kurt moment. I watched the first touchdown to see what the graphics were like and was hoping that SpongeBob would be in the uprights for the extra point. He wasn't on the one I saw, so I was pissed. He was on field goal. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. Um, I thought it was a good concept, though. Other than that. I did like the... I'm going to say this. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. I did like the fact that the announcers throughout the game were having... were explaining football to a layman or a kid where lame. it did a good thing for me where it you just was called your kids lame a layman is not lame a layman for layman's terms it provided lame. a little bit of additional context where my daughter when she looks at me doesn't go daddy what's a first down i'm like you're fucking kidding me <laughs> yeah I, I did catch a little there it's like oh every 10 yards is like a i don't know they, they had some kid way but they get to try again for four more times <laughs> There is a meme floating where they should have got the girl from Guts that would wear the referee, that would re- the ref from Guts that she should have ref the game. That was that was a good one floating around. Did Trubisky totally shit on his chance at an opportunity for next year? I mean, he did win the MVP in that game. Oh God! They left it up to they left it up to popular vote online, and fucking Mitch, Mitch Trubisky won the. The Nickelodeon MVP award was embarrassing. Well, it was either him or the dude that played with their grandpa. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> Trubisky got that. Um, no, I don't I know that he. I think I don't know that he shit on it. I think the one thing that you have to say about Trubisky is he's never a starting quarterback. He's inconsistent, and he has flashes in the pan of like I don't say brilliance, but like competence. So he should be a second string quarterback, and he should be happy with that. He's not a starter. Fuck that. He replaced Jay Cutler in a long line of shitty Chicago Bears quarterbacks. Which are traditionally inconsistent. Give, give the guy another chance. Who are you going to get? I mean, unless Nick you, Foles. Unless, unless you oh, Carson Wentz on free agency. Cool. Car- so let's replace Mitch Trubisky with Mitch Trubisky. Got it. <laughs> um, He's I've one got, number better. <laughs> I've got to mention this. All right. Because I've got to throw love to Tech. Courtesy of Guns Up Nation. R.C. Maxfield, who I guess is the guy who runs that thing on Facebook, he tweeted, I'm not saying this is wrong, but I just want people to remember how great Michael Crabtree was at Texas Tech. Devontae Smith, 235 receptions, 3,965 yards, and 46 touchdowns in four years. Now, yes, this was a difference. He was the dude this year in a long line of Alabama receivers. But Michael Crabtree, 231 receptions, 3,127 yards, and 41 touchdowns in two years. People forget how much of a badass Michael Crabtree was. And the dude and Graham Harrell didn't even get invited to the Heisman finalists that year. Like, I just wanted to throw that out there. Throw some love. Crabtree was a badass, and I got to live every moment of it because I was there during that time, and it was beautiful. I don't think that anybody ever said that Crabtree wasn't a badass, but I think Crabtree was... No, but people forget. Well, I think Crabtree was a... Where he fell short, or maybe where Devontae Smith falls high, is a product of their environment, right? From the Alabama and Texas Tech. (laughs) That's... Streamable Twitter... Facebook highlights, everything's there in front of you. Reddit's huge. Reddit was big back then too. But dude, all you had to do was that Crabtree song. Yeah, 
that was a Lubbock thing. Nowhere else had that. Um, <laughs> but uh, dude, you just you made a Soldier Boy reference. You know what I completely? You know what I? You know what I completely? How old are about? we? Remember the victim shirts? <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. I remember the dude selling them in the parking lot. Yeah. So it was a t-shirt of Michael Vick holding a collar. Of Reveille. Of Reveille, you know. If you don't know Reveille, is, she's a collie. She's Anim's mascot. Imagine the vulgar. It was like this is this is this is two thousand seven, two thousand eight. This is post Mike Vick convictions. Bad enough to where I was like, ah, yeah, I can't buy that. (laughs) Holy shit! You're like, it's pretty badass shirt, but I still can't do it. Yeah, I love Michael Vick, so (laughs) maybe that's why I didn't. um, But yeah, anyway. But you know that thing would go on eBay for like three (laughs) hundred (laughs) dollars. That was a rabbit hole to fill up some second half. uh, Oh shit. As Good Alabama shit. has scored again, and it is now 24 to 45. Still yep. 252 left in the third. All right. All right. So let's let's talk about uh, next weekend. So when we release this, this should go out on Thursday or Friday. It'll be hitting up our second weekend of playoff football on Saturday and Sunday. Lineup we got. We got Green Bay in L.A., Browns and the Chiefs, Ravens in the Bills, and... Dude, the rematch of what week one or week two, Bucks and Saints. So let's talk through this, man. Like, either you can lead it or I can lead it. Like, let's pick them. I'll lead it with the first one. I think Green Bay is going to beat LA, but I'm going to cover my ass. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Green Bay has been, they haven't been inconsistent for a while. But they're playing at Green Bay. Pretty good, right? And it's gonna be uh, cold as fuck, possibly snowing. Do you think he's gonna be an ass kicking? Is what I'm saying. I'm gonna say that Green Bay has more weapons who show up on a regular basis, and Aaron Donald kind of got hurt, so I don't know if that's gonna impact him. Against. So he's gonna be as good as every other guy. He's gonna no, be normal. No, he's gonna be an overall 95 and not an overall 99. Yeah. But I, I do say, have Green Bay by. Yeah. I would. Let's even do. Let's let's do a buy. I'll do Green Bay by two touchdowns. 17. Okay. All right, we're in the same same uh, bailiwick. All right, Browns and Chiefs. So this is rematch four between Mahomes and Mayfield that goes back to the college days. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they played for the same college. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think we... They were on the same team, the- weren't they? <laughs> I don't think no no. Yeah, they were. So. Cuz Mayfield left and Mahomes was there. I think Mahomes came the next year. Oh, I thought they were on the same the same team the same year. Cuz remember Mayfield oh. felt like he was in college for like 6 years with all the transferring and then the city. Well, that wasn't even transferring. He was just like, I don't want to go to school here anymore and walked over to Oklahoma and was like, well, they, "Hey, you guys want to practice with me?" I don't think they were going to offer him a scholarship. Way to go, Cliff. Um I know, thanks, Cliff. We ended up we ended up with fucking Pat Mahomes. Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the Chiefs are gonna win by three points because that's what they've been doing. They find a way to win. They're gonna end up finding a way to have more points than the Browns. I'll I'll go with that. So, I will say this about the Browns win: it was long due. I feel like it was a comedy of errors, and don't get Chubb and Cream Hunt. Like they they ran their asses off. 
I'm not going to – well, I am going to say the Chiefs' defense is better than the Steelers' defense. And on top of that, I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be really, really de- uh, difficult. Patrick Mahomes is not going to make the same mistakes that Ben made. He's not going to throw four picks and still make it a competitive game. I feel like they win by three touchdowns. The Chiefs. You don't know what the Chiefs. <laughs> you don't know. Uh, you don't know. They win. But I'm going to say by three. Touchdowns. Ravens and your Cinderella story, I guess, of the year. <laughs> the Bills. Are you mocking me because down? you think they're not Cinderella or you think it's too obvious for them not to be Cinderella? I think it's too obvious for them not to be Cinderella. Okay. They were showing signs of it last year. They almost beat the freaking Texans in the first round. Uh, they're they're if you're doing a decent progression, they're where they should be this year. So they win but this game. Shout out to Bills Mafia. They're loving it. Good for them. So I got Bills by touchdown. I want to shake things up again. I think the Ravens have gotten through that COVID mess. I think they're hitting a stride. I'm going with the upset. I think Lamar's on a little bit of a revenge tour. I think we're going to look back and say the shitting his pants was a legendary story. And he came out of that shitter a different man. A man on a mission. Uh, And I think I'll go Ravens by four. Okay. So I think this is the one anybody that's keeping up with NFL really feel like Statistically, is going to be a really close matchup. Got the Bucks and the Saints. Who you got? I'll go Bucks. Fuck, dude. Uh, I want to say Bucks too. Like I can't not pick them, but the question is by how much. Mm, I'll go Bucks fourteen. I'll go Bucks three. I think it's hard. It's Drew Brees, so if anybody can do it, I, I can be... What is it called? Eating Crow? Uh, to beat Tom Brady three times in a season as Alabama's at the 15, and they're going to say we're not going to make this a ball game. 15 seconds in the third, 45-24, Alabama's in the red zone. Um, but Antonio Brown's also playing ball. He's starting to catch some touchdowns. I don't know if I'd say he's playing some ball, you know. How? What What else would you say is playing ball besides catching touchdowns at that position? Well, I mean, like, he's <laughs> he's not putting together, like, these 100-yard games. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. But he's still catching touchdowns, which is all anybody cares about. <laughs> you know what I mean, Dick. I know. He didn't, he didn't have ice blocks on his feet, so it's a good thing. All right, we're good. <laughs> okay. Uh, let it go. Let the man live. Um, I just gave him praise. Yeah, it's hard to beat. It's it's hard to beat. Tom, it's hard to beat Tom Brady three times. Drew Brees could do it though if anybody can. It's that guy. He's also on a farewell tour. He's already said this is his last year, so you know he's gonna. They're gonna have to take him off on a stretcher to get him out of that game. Uh, but something tells me that the Bucks are kind of like the Ravens. Maybe they're hitting their stride at this the right time. Or maybe they just pulled off a mediocre win against the Washington. We have no name football team and a guy who balled out Taylor Heineke. He did. Heineke. Heineke. He got a lot of respect off of that game. Well, who knows? Maybe he'll be the Texans starter next year. Um, so maybe yeah, the, that's the football team starter. 
Truth. Maybe Alex Smith will be your starter next year. We got to see what that guy does. He's been through hell and back, and he's deserved every bit of praise that he's gotten, and it definitely was a letdown that we didn't get to see him in that big hurrah if he could have pulled off a win, but have yeah, they, I'll go Bucks. Have they announced a comeback player of the year yet? Yeah, it's him. Oh, it is? Okay, all right. Could Would you imagine the shit show? There were a lot of people saying it should have been him, and I was like, what? For what? I, I can't remember who it was, but... Uh, maybe somebody shitty that... I, I, you know what? As I'm saying that, somebody was... <laughs> and I hate when we don't have these references, but somebody was saying, like... I mean, has he really done a lot? The guy had no fucking leg. The guy <laughs> had no leg. He, he had a he had a bone. He had a bone with buddy, no muscle on it. A buddy, a buddy of mine saw the E60, sent me a picture of his leg, and I was like, brisket, anyone? Like, <laughs> oh, looked, brisket tacos. It looked so bad. So, oh, man. Yeah. Barbacoa? Uh, <sighs> all right. So... I think we've 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 done that. I mean, we talked about our picks. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the palate or the tasting notes. So let's finish this third dram out and get to our fourth one. Little little asking for feedback. Let us know our ratio of whiskey talk, sports talk. Are you liking it? Is it enough? Is it too far and in between? Let us know. You know more more interaction we're asking for that would be a good little input if you're looking for some to give us so between uh, just for a little reference like we're getting some traction on our listeners we're hitting we drop a new one we're getting spiking around 10 or 20 um and then our instagram followers we have about 133 135 people following us um looks like we're getting some real people not just the bots which is nice <laughs> that's some more advice We'll be at a couple, and then we'll lose a couple. Let us know. Are we losing that? We're new to the Instagram game. Is it because we're not following people back? Is it because maybe a couple, you know, people, shady-ass profiles are deleting theirs? Spam? I don't know. I was going know. for all of the Russian supermodels. Were we not supposed to follow all of those? Uh... I saw you ask OnlyFans for a sponsorship, and I didn't think. I thought that was a little bit of a reach. Well, I went for Pornhub first, but they said they were too high class. So, oh, too classy. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's talk palate. Let's talk tasting notes. What you got on that, man? Okay, so on the palate of this early times, the proof is in the taste more on the note than on the nose, but you're still getting the classic vanilla bomb. I get dark chocolate. I actually get a little chocolate-covered raisins, which I feel a lot better when I can actually narrow it down to an exact item, and I get very excited when I can do that. Um, But I'm getting a little dark chocolate, chocolate chocolate-covered raisins, vanilla, but in $23 bottle back end you get that proof you get the the taste fades and you're left with the proof in ethanol um but you're hit at at you know at first and you're gonna have to fight through a little bit of that that heat you'll get vanilla dark chocolate chocolate covered raisins that fruit that was on the palate faint but it's there raspberry um yeah so that's i think that's where it kind of if the 
if the taste was with the nose, man, this would be that $45, $50 bottle easily. But I think that's what makes early times. Early times is that $23 price. I'm going to go B minus on the palate. All right. So, I mean, heavy on the nose, not so heavy on the palate, but nothing to bitch about. Um, I think that's a really, that's a pretty solid bottle, dude, especially the price point. No, absolutely. Um, And that goes back to, it's when I have, you know, if Dick comes over, we're drinking the Jack Daniels Special Reserve Rye Single Barrel. We're drinking the... Dude, I don't want to drink any more of that because, like... The more and more I watch, people are like, I can't even get hands on it. Like, I was following um, Bourbon Knight's Instagram, and I was asking them, hey, you going to have this? And then I watched their Rye So Serious. They couldn't even get their hands on a bottle of that. But I think that's okay for this bottle, like, because it's not a constant release. So you've got to get it now. Right. I know and that's what makes me not want to drink it. Get six or five of them. No, for sure. But that's But you got to get it now. I, where I'm going with my collection now is the stuff that I'm going to keep in my 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 back, right? The stuff I'm going to collect is mixes, i.e., like homegrown, like poor man's pappy, uh, poor man's uh, four grain, you know, uh, rust breed, 1915, those kind of things, and then hard to find bottles, and that's one that's going back in the cabinet. Yeah, it's good, but um, so I did. I, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what you say here as we continue to compare. I will, but I did have to do this. Still Austin. So we're 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 going into the you know fourth ram, haven't quite closed us out. So I did want to ask you this: We're watching the college football playoff national final. We've got Ohio State at seven and 24, and Alabama just scored again, 52, 12 and 0, 52, 24 game. I I could not argue more right now that A and M should have been in the playoff. Because you know what the final score? Oh, keep in mind the national playoff or the college football final. There's 13 minutes and 15 seconds left. Do you know what the final score of the AM Alabama game is? 52 24. If Bama keeps playing like Bama keeps playing and they, let's say they keep their people in, dude, they're going to run up 60, 70 points on these bitches. Well, that goes back to I think it would, like I said, Texas A&M would have been a better matchup than Notre Dame. But Agreed. You can't, do, you can't do that score comparison right now because if you're going to do that, Florida lost by one touchdown to them in the SEC you, championship. Fair. So you can't do that. You're 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 right, and I'm not I'm not arguing that. I'm just thinking like to me, everybody said like Bama can't do. One of the knocks against A&M was the Bama game. The, the point separation there. And I'm looking at this game and I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, if Alabama's defense actually keeps playing the way it should be playing, like, it makes me feel better about our season and it makes me even, like, more pissed that we didn't get in. Because Notre Dame had no damn right to be in that fucking final. Well, I'm going to shit on you a little bit. All right, go for it. I mean, I how did much, say I was going to become a Texans fan, but yeah, shit on me. Uh, well, just to... Dick you up a little bit. How many points did A&M score on Alabama? 24. You know who the two highest scoring teams against Alabama were this year that put over 40? Florida and... I'm going to say someone else, but I don't remember. Ole Miss. Ooh. Well, Ole Miss does have that offense. So don't get too excited. No, it's not so much that. I think it's more of like... 
My pride. It is. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pride hit. Moving on. What is on your palate for that Still Austin? All right. So Still Austin, this gets me a little bit of a different zone than I'm used to. Um, you do get a little like charred oak on the front end. As I take a sip and make all the sipping noises into the mic. Um, there's a little bit of like a bitter cocoa flavor here. Nothing to be mad at. Nothing to like be offensive at. I, it's very nice. Kind of like a baker's chocolate. You'll enjoy it. I would actually count or I would, I would compare this baker's chocolate to actually that of the Jack Daniels single barrel rye that we had. Once you get a little farther into it, you get a honey, a cinnamon, right? So very people. Some people will call it barrel spice. I'm gonna call it cinnamon right here. It's almost like a, like a red hot, which is very nice on like that three quarter palate. You just let it sit a little bit. This is the kicker for me. This is where it gets a little bit different. What I'm not used to. There's an apple. There's a green apple there. And I had got red apple. I'm going to say green apple because I think it's a little more tart than what I'm used to. It's more as like a Granny Smith green apple. Um, actually, I'm going to say this. It reminds me of my grandma's. When I used to go to her house, she had a green apple tree in her backyard. And that's the only thing we ever made apple pie with. And it sounds like the most country shit ever. This was in Tucson, Arizona. Like, go out there and she had a U of A. U of A. U of A. Bear down, um, which I don't know where I have no either because they're continue. wildcats. But yeah, yeah, because <laughs> they have claws. I don't know, um, but yeah, it sounds it tastes like one of those apples when they're just they're ripe still. But bite into it and it's like a like almost like like a sound with you with your mouth. Did you get that? So you had you had to totally like take my joy of comparing it to something and just say I'm gonna fucking just narrow the shit out of this taste <laughs> no I, I i felt like that was one for me because everybody keeps saying apple and i it's almost like where i was with with 1920 and i kept trying i'm like what the fuck is that it's banana it's really hard for you to develop your palate if you don't have other things to compare it to or frankly you don't have other reviews to compare it to we've talked about this before one of my best practices is drink something have a dram of it, get that neck pour out of the way if it's your first time cracking the bottle. Get into that second dram. Like with still Austin, I would not have recommended this on the first neck on the neck pour. And I think that has something to do with bottle design. Whatever. I think the neck pour thing's still the bait. I don't I don't think so. When you look at this and they talk about the first neck I had is within this tiny vial, it's basically a shot glass size, and it's been penetrated by sun and light. Is that necessarily the neck pour? Do you think that's your palate adjusting? Mm, it could be. It could. Yeah, maybe that's debatable because we'll all agree pretty much with every whiskey. The more you drink of it, the better it is. But I, overall, I'll, I'll get to my point. I rated this a B, a B palate. So like, not a B plus, not a B minus. It's a solid B. This is a nice eighty-five. Like, this is not something by any means. If I try a new bottle and it gives me this. I'm going to be mad at. So as you were talking about your apple crisp. I heard you dangling uh, in back there. What'd you get? I did pour myself a glass of some still Austin. You poured yourself a shot glass. Way to call me out, asshole. 
And that taste goes back to that description I told you of that coin box growing up. The wood. Cedar. Which is still of controversy. It's cedar. cedar. No, I, I can taste it. It's cedar. Yeah. And it's a weird, I've licked like, cedar before. I, I've chewed on I, pieces of cedar. Whoa, what? Okay, yoga. Um, yeah, I get that cedar heavy on the taste. And like we said, adjusting palates, you have to remember I'm going from a early times classic Kentucky whiskey to a 98 Texas whiskey proof. But yeah, I've, I'm getting that cedar that we talked about big time, and it's very good. Cedar's nothing to be mad at. That's the thing is... You get, you get any mesquite on it? Maybe I could say this like the smokiness. We I mean, call it like, like I call it charred oak, but I can get a little. I can get a little mesquite on there. That's I can right. see that because I love me some fucking. I grew up on mesquite. Oh, cool. That's so in Arizona. Everybody in Texas. No, no, dude. That was like that was the Arizona way. Like, well, open uh, fire mesquite. Just scored so that shit on your A and M theory. Uh, possibly, Fair enough. Possibly. That wasn't a touchdown. Oh, that was absolutely a 20-yard touchdown. Hmm. Yep, that's a touchdown as we watch the replay. I'm not watching the replay yet, so fuck you. Too little, too late. Ooh, he bobbled it. Uh, he bobbled it. He had position. Ooh, I don't know if he had position inbounds. I don't know. He had position as his leg at the pylon. 30 30 to 52, maybe a little too too late. That's a bobble. As. I don't know. Alabama is possibly. They're going to review it. Alabama is looking more like they're. Did he kick the EP yet? No, they're pausing. They're looking at. As Alabama is about 830 from their gazillionth national championship. Okay, so. We got our. We got our tasting our palate grades. As Kurt's switching over here, he's already written down and documented his his uh, grade for the early times bib. I don't. I, I maybe. I just feel like he had possession out of bounds. He didn't have possession while he was in bounds. We'll come back to it. All right. So Kurt, let's go ahead and get into that for a fourth ram. I think you already got there. I gotta chug this little bitch here. No, that was the still Austin I just chugged. So Ooh. fourth dram, motherfuckers. Fourth Ram. Right back at you. As we All bring right. this thing, push we're it gonna, into that end zone. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up with a little college football final um recap thoughts. Really bullshitting about the game so far. I have a few kind of trivial items here, and then really just what the fuck we want to talk about. Yeah, sure. All right. Let's do it. So far in this, what do you think? What are your thoughts about this game? As I see Liam Neeson in a The Marksman with a M1A basically playing a country badass saving some illegals. It was a pretty badass looking trailer. I'm so take in 15. Hmm? So, so take in 15. What do you mean? Every Liam Neeson movie is a pretty much a sequel to Taken. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> All right, Kurt, we about summed up that third dram. You give us a little thoughts on your still Austin experience as you poured yourself a little shot there. I think we can both agree that so far, 
Still, Austin is a pretty good hitter. Early times bottled and bond, nothing to get mad about. I do want to talk about this college football playoff, the last football game, at least in the college experience, for the season. What are your thoughts, man? Anything standing out to you? Anything you're like, dude, Hard Rock Stadium looks bomb as shit with those four traffic cones on top of it. Or I wish that they hadn't played college football at all because this is a big sham. Or you know what? That wasn't a catch. He does Brian did that thing, but it's not gonna be called a catch. We'll see. Did they kick the extra point or are they taking the field again? I'm still seeing the replay. It looks like they they reversed the touchdown, so it was not a touchdown. Shut the fuck up. I was right. We're leaving that in. I was right. I said he was juggling it. Congratulations. I was right about something. In this podcast, mark it down in your almanac on this day, one eleven twenty one. Dick was dick. Kurt got dicked. As... Justin Fields just got decked, but he's getting helped back up. Okay, congratulations. First down, Dick. good job. Um, you got me. Um, so my thoughts on this year. No, I this think g- or either, this game or this year. Sorry, this game's over. Alabama's going to win their next national championship. Uh, okay, so if we want to talk about the game first, it was one of those wishful thinkings. I was hoping for a close one. I was hoping for the 2015 experience where Ohio State went in. It's You know, you get Alabama in the national championship. You don't expect things to happen like when they got their ass whipped by Clemson. But you go in, you start, you start to plug and look for the positives and the negatives. You sit there and you think, hey, Alabama's giving up 40 points to Florida and Ole Miss. Hey, Ohio State's D-line's pretty badass, so maybe they can stop down that that running game. So then Devontae Smith goes absolutely berserk in the first half, and it looks like it was just Bama being Bama. That's my thoughts on the game. Incomplete pass. Um, as for the season, I do think it mellowed out throughout the year. There it got more. Diff- it got right, more normalized, right? It it did at the beginning. You know, you had the big names. We should not be playing. We should not be playing. You definitely thought that as a fan sometimes, and then that came in waves throughout the season. You know, excitement starts. Games start. We're happy. Uh, whole teams were getting hit hard. You know, it's getting worse in the real world. At the end of the year, I'm glad they pulled it off. I'm glad we're where we're at. Um, as for thoughts on it, I'm interested to see next year the programs that were down. I'm interested to see how quick of a turnaround they can make, such as Penn State, um, Auburn. Um, you know, what were the effects of the pandemic? What, what were the effects of preparation? Are those powerhouses going to be back? Are they going to turn it around? Why the fuck did Jim Harbaugh just get a huge extension? Dude, you saw uh, me freak out on Twitter if he follows on Twitter on that one. Did they like just say why? You know, hey, we don't. I mean, <laughs> Michigan hasn't exactly had the best of luck. No, it's not luck. They haven't had success. Michigan hasn't had the best of luck hiring coaches since Lloyd Carr. So maybe they're like, nah, this is what we got. Let's go with it. Um, Lloyd. I'm interested to see. Yeah. Lloyd Carr, remember? National Championship head coach. No. Charles Woodson. No. I don't remember who the National Championship head coach was, but sure. 
Lloyd Carr. I've never known another known another successful person named Lloyd. So, and after you celebrated the victory of defeating me, you totally redeem yourself. Anyway, um, yeah. How are those teams that you know? How quickly are they going to turn it around? How are they going to be back? Because um, there was a lot of inconsistency this year. There was teams, you know, losing big, and you'll get that every year. But it just felt different. Coastal Carolina, will they be back? That'll be interesting. You're getting Liberty. into a different subject. You're getting into the will the teams who are good be well, consistently good? Looking forward to. No, I know. Uh, That's... Um, will Liberty is Hugh Freeze going to stay there? He hasn't gotten that job yet that I thought he was going to get. Auburn was a possibility. Northwestern, uh, Indiana, Indiana's quarterback's coming back. Good point. That's another thing. Who's staying? Couple big big names have decided they're not going to say Sam Ellinger, Kellen Mond. You know, um, next year's going to be a weird year for AM. Like we have a lot of our defense returning. I think ten out of twelve starters, and our good receiving core coming back. But we have a wild card at quarterback. So are you going? Are you going into what you're looking forward to? No, I was just making some. Statements. I would. I'd be excited. I'd be excited if I'm an AM and M fan. I'm excited but fearful at the same time. Right. So. There's a, there's an era of like consistency where oh everybody's returning but it's that classic turning point in your program where your four three and a half year starter has now decided to go on to the NFL which I would argue he shouldn't I just don't think he's going to get drafted that high I don't know I mean there's a lot of like oh I'll put Haynes King in I think he's going to be good long term but you're talking about having an experienced team. With an inexperienced quarterback, like what results are you going to yield? I don't think you're going to get another Orange Bowl. Not in an, and I'm just going to hope and pray. I mean, there are cases spiking across the country, and we can be in our third, fourth wave now. But there is a level of inconsistency inconsistency that comes with a first year starter. That is the one knock. They have to go through that hellhole of the SEC East again. I mean, are, you mean my everyday life? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But hey, Alabama will be in the same situation. Did King did King read redshirt this year? Well, this year is a freebie year for everybody. Okay, but he was there this year. Yes, I completely forgot about. Him. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, fuck it, put him in there next year. Why not? You're gonna have it. So He's the favorite have, to win the job. Okay, so you're gonna have a young quarterback. Until the end of the year, how inconsistent was Kellen Mond for so long? So, I mean, you talk about – they already talked about his comeback story. I mean, his first game is the UCLA comeback of like 34 points that they blew at UCLA. Classic. And then he finished his career as an Orange Bowl champion. So – Good for him. I, it's it's a hell of a story, right? Um, I guess. I mean, when's the last time – Y'all had a story like that. Um, we made it to the Cotton Bowl that same year that we, you know, had only lost one game. Yeah. Beat, <laughs> you know, beat number one Texas, stormed the field. But who's I'm pretty sure down? you were in that. You were in that storming the field. You're damn right. I was. I got an elbow to the chest by a Texas Ranger as I patted Mike Leak on the back. <laughs> oh, classic stories. That's staying in there. Um. <laughs> so you're looking forward to that. What else you got? I don't know. Um, I think you hit most of them. More, more for me, it's it's going to be the 
programs that were good this year that came out of nowhere. I won't say it came out of nowhere, but were good. Can Cincinnati repeat? Like, can they be the same team? What does it look like for the, I'm going to say expansion, but the evolution of the college football playoff? Does this really set in stone that we need to make some changes long term? Is there anything that's going to come out of it? But ultimately, are we going to have a normal year next year? We, we talk about, oh, 2021, we're going to turn back to normal. Everybody thought, like, we're going to rip off a Band-Aid and everything's going to be healed up next year. But we're still in the middle of a pandemic with multiple strains. There's a European, there's an English, there's a Spanish, there's a South African, there's a U.S., there's an African strain out there where we don't know what's happening and we cannot assume that 2021 is going to be normal. So, God, I hope so. All we can do is, is hope. No, all we can do is drink and talk about sports because there will be a 2021 Olympics, which is going to be a fun time for us. I really do propose that we do a summer. Who can chug the drink the fastest? And I was actually going to go for like a summer advent calendar or like an Olympics advent calendar for us, but uh, we I can do that too. More. I like my March Madness idea more. Smith comes onto the sideline with in his a thumb wrapped, hugging his coach. Just a dude, and I really hope he does. You know, he's a manimal. Good for him. Good for him. It's his. Um, is it index finger that's broken? That's what it is. Or fractured. He's got a lot more catches in his future. I can tell you that. His index finger because he has it taped to his middle finger. Thank you, Doctor Dick. Or um, yeah, vice versa. Yeah, sure. So yeah, we've 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 gone on. We kind of did our national championship special, and honestly, there's still about six minutes to go. So we've been on since halftime. So a good a good little time on here. Let's uh, let's bring it to a close. Let's go ahead and give our ratings of this glass. These these great glasses we had tonight for this game, and we'll we'll start wrapping it up. Dick. The floor is yours, my man. All right. So a couple notes to make about this. Like, you know, this has some nice legs. That's uh, pretty oily in the glass. And the uh, the nose starts out with like an, an imminent sweetness. And you're not let down in the taste palate. Like, you're, you're going to like this. But as Kurt and I talked about, there's just like this charred oak, maybe mesquite all the way through. And it does have kind of a slight bitter finish Overall, I would say this drinks much older than a two-year whiskey, probably in that six to ten-year-old range. And we talked about how much maybe faster stuff ages in Texas because of our climate. There's roughly twelve biological regions or biodomes within Texas. And Good movie, Polly Shore. Austin being one of those may just hit the sweet spot. The weasel. No. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> overall, when we're giving this I mean, a... Polly Shore does look like he belongs in Austin. Polly Shore, yeah. Yeah, sure. Continue. Overall, I'd give this a B plus. This is not going to knock your socks off from the sample. Like, oh, this is George G. Stag. Or like, this is a BTAC product. Or hell, this is a Jack Daniel special release. I've, maybe we're a little bit harsh here on fourth ram and goal but this is something like we talk about like is this something you're like 
taken to the tailgate? Is this something you take into the holiday party? Or is this something you're taking to a wedding? I'm actually going to put this in the wedding class. Because if you're going oh, yeah. to... Especially if it's at Austin, Austin. Exactly. If you're going to a wedding here in Texas, and you show up with someone that says, still Austin, people are like, what the fuck is that? And it's a little bit hard to find right now. I, I think it's a, it's a hitter. What about you, Kurt? So... The price on early times is obviously going to give it a huge bonus. I hate to be that guy. I'm going to go... I hate to be like B minus, B plus. I mean, this is like 85. That's what we do. You know, I'm going to give it a B. B. I'm going to give it a B. It's great. Grab it. Have it on the shelf. Have this one there for when people come over, when the friend comes over, when y'all need something to drink. Maybe you have one glass each of the high, high shelf stuff and you can sip on this the rest of the night. You can definitely get shit faced and then it doesn't matter what you're tasting and just throw this down. Um, this stay, this stays in my beginner shelf. This is the start with something soft, Buffalo Trace, get you a bottled and bond, meet it in the middle at 100. And then, you know, then you start bringing out the heavy hitters. It's it's a solid B. Twenty three bucks. Grab it, mix it, drink it, swirl it, swish it, chug it, whatever you want to do, and it is delicious to do that with. Uh, I hope it stays on the shelves. I hope it's highly available. I hope it's like your Evan Williams bottled and bond that it's always there. Another hitter. It whenever grab it whenever you want, and uh, it's a hell of a label. Amen to that, man. Amen to that. You can't get, you can't go wrong. With enough solid, easy to find hitters. And you talked about Evan Williams a little bit. I'll probably drink one of our, I, I meant to send you a bottle of this. I'm not going to though. Like my house blend of like 60 40, 60% Evan Williams bottle and bond, 40% old granddad 114. You know me being an OGD 114 bitch. I love that shit. It's like buttery, butterscotch goodness. Anyway, it's you can't go wrong with having enough easy to find good drinking stuff. Good call out. Well said. And as we get ready to leave you, we have five oh eight left in this national championship. Twenty four fifty two. Alabama's definitely getting their next national championship. A lot of us thought that. As Justin Fields just continues to just take a beating. Nick Saban. <laughs> Yep, that's just going to, you know, push the greatest goal time. Um, and that kind of puts a wrap on our college football season, and it's a hell of a way to put a wrap on it. It's fucking I mean, sad, but happy at the same time. We actually had a full college football season. Yep, and we'll have, definitely have to find other things to talk about as we'll continue to talk about the uh, NFL playoffs, which we touched on today. We talked, we talked about the shit show in Houston going on. We talked about a couple more coaches losing their jobs. We talked about uh, this upcoming playoff weekend. Put our final thoughts on the college football season. Thank you guys for listening. Continue to interact. Continue to shout us out. We're going to continue to interact and, and, and learn from some of the best that are on YouTube and social media right now. Uh, we'd love to hear from them. Give us our thoughts. Give us what you think. And I will let Dick lay the social media uh, information on you again. All right. So as Kurt said, and kind of a counterpoint to Fergie, there is a holler back, y'all. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you have to think about our 
show, what we're doing. Emails fourth dram and goal at gmail.com. You can always hit us up on the Insta, on the Twitter. We have a lot of posts. Kurt and I are trying to get really good about giving some fresh content out there that's not just your standard bottle pick or the bottle pick, rather. We want to show you some Dick and Kurt picks about what do we see as being the future of the Insta pick. Give us a bottle, give us some spores, give us some happenings around the roll. You know what I'm saying? Get at us, 4th Dram, 4-T-H-D-R-A-M. Hit us up on Facebook, 4th Dram and Goal. You can always just email us, man, old school style, 4th Dram and Goal at gmail.com. I don't know how that makes me feel saying that email is old school. I still remember writing thank you letters to my grandma for birthday gifts. Most importantly. You didn't send grandmammy a handwritten letter? I did. That's what I'm saying. Like, I still remember doing that. Now I just text her like, hey, thanks, grandma. Maybe I'm just a dick grandson. Anyway, <laughs> back to the nature at hand. Yeah, tell your friends about us. Talk to us. Uh, Talk to we us. Have listeners. Review us. We do have listeners. I've I've talked to my family members and friends. It's not just them. Say send, shoot shoot us a message. Hey, I'm listening, and we will say hey. Thank you for listening. And and to those that are listening, thank you for listening. Thank you for checking us out. Thank Even you for enduring us. Down, <clears throat> Even if you just went down a rabbit hole and like, who are these two dickheads? Um, no, no, no. It's one dickhead and one Kurt. Thank you for not getting dick Kurt about it and uh, letting us know. Uh, we appreciate it. And review us. Like Apple Podcasts, Audible, CastBox, and Podcast Addict. They all have review functions. We need the reviews, guys. We want to hear what you guys think about us. And hey, if you like, want to give us a five-star review, that's great. And still have some critiques, email us. We're not going to get dick-hurt about it. We want to hear and how to get better. So, Kurt, I'm going to hand it off to you, man. We talked about the GOAT. Before we get into the quote of the episode, because I think that's what everybody listens for, is just to hear you talk in someone else's accent or voice. So I want to hear this guy when we get to the end. Talk about a little, talk a little about what we have coming up. Yeah, so uh, for those of you that uh, do listen and looking forward to what we got in the next couple episodes, we will have a Texas Legends. We've talked about that in previous episodes, you know, your classic Texas brands. We're going to blind them, see how they match up. We're going to continue to go down a Texas trail. My next tasting will probably be a Texas Texas whiskey. March Madness is coming up. We're definitely going to do some kind of blind... um, bracket you know kind of do a march madness style just because we you know sports whiskey it's got to happen dick said it today came out with the idea the olympics are coming we're gonna have to do some kind of a couple olympics for those 16 17 days or whatever. i'm thinking an advent calendar advent calendar sounds good we're gonna do all that those are things you can look forward to in the next couple months sports is always going to be there whiskey's always going to be there we're always going to have something to talk about so if you're spending your time with us Thank you. Thank you. All right, Kurt, hit us with a quote. So it's got to be done. I had this one prepared because I had a feeling he was going to win it at the end of the day. And you told me to do a Nick Saban impression. I mean, do I just talk like the most like pissed off, boring? Yeah, but really fast and like you're out of breath. So like normal. I don't know what you. I don't know what you expect me to do. I mean, I'm a fucking badass. I don't know. That's my Nick Saban impression. But no, uh, Nick Saban, man. Uh, as we said, the goat. One of his best quotes was, 
as they carry him off the field. We made it to the end. The clock just struck zero, and they're carrying Nick Saban. We couldn't have planned that any better. 24-52, that's your final. And I'm going to leave you with Nick Saban's. What happened yesterday is history. What happens tomorrow is a mystery. What we do today makes a difference. Thank you, Mr. Nick Saban, to the next snap in the next dram. Drink on, drammers. Thank you.